0: Thought it was good. All right, let's get into this word. Uh, uh, we're going to talk, we we'll get back into breaking the, uh, the uh, chains of torment. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. Uh, flow in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's go to 1 John 4 because that's our, one of our foundational scriptures. Forgot I took my Bible with me, so use my, little, my new Bible. How about that? It's all fresh and crisp. No writing in it. It just don't even look right, you know. Uh, look like I just got saved. <laughs> all right, so 1 John 4, and we're going to hit verse 18. First John 4, verse 18. Okay, it says this. It says, uh, there is no fear in love. Now, that's so interesting just to start out because we battle with fear. We battle with insecurity. We're going to get into uh, paranoia and schizophrenia. We, we actually talked about it Friday morning. Um, we just, you know, uh, just talking about just some of the, the, the effects of that. But scripture is no fear in love. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever thought to get out of fear? To just go and get, operate in love? So Z, Z is y'all spokesperson. She said, no. <laughs> okay. So there is no fear in love. So that 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 you might want to put that on your mirror. There is no fear in love. Okay. Wow, I read this a thousand times, and I just really jumped out. It says, "But perfect love, or complete love, mature love, casteth out fear." Right. This is because fear has what torment. Torment. Right. He that fears is not. He that fears is not made perfect, or not complete, or not mature in love. So fear has torment, and we've been talking about this, so, so just for the sake of time, I just want to bring us on the same page. You know, the adversary is trying to introduce, or as Pastor Mel was talking about, in the, if you haven't had time, check, check out the 915, she was talking about in 915 class, the adversary tries to get a foothold, and he tries to get a foothold, but he really wants to create a stronghold, <laughs> right? And so if you allow certain things in by, uh, Pastor Mel was just talking about inviting uh, bitterness and resentment. We talked about that uh, Friday morning too, right? Right, Bitterness and resentment, you can, the adversary can get a foothold, right? And I think, I don't know if it was Pastor Mel or Karen, Karen was talking about you know, just getting that foot in the door. <laughs> Once you get that foot in the door, you know, you try to close the door and then, you give him access to a whole lot of other things, okay? So that's one of our foundational scriptures, First John 4.18. And then with the other one was Luke 22, 31 and 32, right? Y'all, y'all know that one by now, right? What's that, Z? Uh, behold, Satan desires to have you for himself. <laughs> Simon, no. I, Simon, Simon. Simon, well, why I had to close my eyes. Simon. <laughs> Simon. Satan desires to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. But I pray that thy fail not. I pray that that I pray for thee that thy y'all I hear voices that you <laughs> <laughs> hear one voice back there. Right? <laughs> that thou fail not, you. huh? You're that your faith fail not. Thank you. That your faith fail not. Okay, wait a minute. Look, no, Venetia behind not. us. It's your faith! <laughs> <laughs> Get it together! Right. When, when thou art converted, uh-huh. strengthen thy brother. Go go strengthen thy brother. All, right. go all right, so so good job. Good job, Z. Good job, Z. And see, what you was trying to do with him being tormented from behind you. Right. Venetia. Venetia's back there talking to her. Then she she missed faith. Faith! Focus! Get it together! There's no pressure here. Nobody's listening but everybody. Right? All right. So so, uh, Satan desires to sift you as we break down your faith. Right? So Jesus is praying that our faith doesn't fail. Right? But when we're converted, go strengthen to our brothers, go strengthen our brothers. So remember what we were talking about in our di- diagram that we've used on um, the, the Friday, the last three Friday Bible study fellowships on Free Flow Fridays. What is it? Free Flow Friday, <laughs> right? Pastor Melon coined a little uh, jingle, you right? Free Flow, free, see, I can't even say it. <laughs> what, what is it? Free, free. Free Flow Friday. Uh, yeah. Didn't you tell me one day in the car? Say it fast. Yeah. Right. Right. So Free Flow Friday, right? Amen. I did that. Yeah, it took, take my time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So but we've been talking about, we've been going over the details of, of uh schizophrenia. We're gonna get to James chapter one, verse eight here in a second. And you know, bipolar and things of that nature. Um so we was just kind of walking through how um uh, on our diagram there's a there's a there's a hurricane, but on the outside of the hurricane, there's various storms. So we were saying that you know we don't want to go, excuse me, we don't want to go into a situation we have a storm trying to help somebody else that has a storm. we're just going to create a hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of storms, so we want to get the storms out of our minds right and out of our lives, right the torment right you know, torments, storms, right? We want to get those things out of our mind. Like, we don't want to be in our head as much as we are, um, right? All right, so, so let's go to James. This, this is, these are all foundational scriptures, just so we're all on the same page. Uh, so we're going to talk about some, some power today. Had a great time in uh, ministering at Merging Ministries last Sunday. We talked about flowing with the Holy Ghost. I'm sure to be on video here soon, so you can check it out for yourself. All right, so James one eight it says um, James chapter one verse eight says a double-minded man, or male or female, is unstable in all their ways. It says his ways, but to be double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways, right? Now we said that double mind. If you study it out, it's two souls having two souls. So uh, it's, it's, it's something uh, uh, years ago, uh, Young E. Cho created, uh, started something in churches called cell groups. And so what they would do is they would have a small group. And it, so, so th- it would be considered one cell, so, you know, just how our bodies design, We have cells, but those cells split. So what happens is when a group got, got bigger, it would split and then create another group. And then if that got big, it was split and create another group. And just creating all the groups. He had like 100,000 members. All right. 100,000 is a lot of people, right? All right. So, so what the adversary does, he's using that same principle of the cell. He tries to come into your mind, but he, he's trying to split it, right? He's trying to split it to create torment. He, he, so he doesn't need you with a sound, clear thinking mind. You know, even though God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but what? Power, love, we just talked about love, perfect love, cast out fear, right? And what? A sound mind, right? So that's a clear thinking mind. That's not a doubled mind. That's not a distorted mind. That's not a mind with a lot of noise. That's a mind that's pretty precise. I was telling my grandson, uh, I had a chance to see him play twice this week. And I said, listen, you got to be okay with making mistakes, number one. Number two, just go do it. I said, there's nothing to think about. Just do it. My granddaughter, she took her uh, driver's test. So I was like, I got this on mic, too. So my wife took her the day before. No, stop. <laughs> I you just went. Uh, nah, nah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I told her I was going to pick with her. I told her I was, I, yeah, I told her I was going to pick with her. You know, I get a few wins in the family because so, uh, they love her so much. So I got her, So I took her the next day, you know. <laughs> That means if if she had to go the next day, she had to take it again, right? <laughs> but but while we was driving, what I told us, I said, well, I told her the night before, and, and my wife told her too. But I told her the night before, I said, listen, first thing to come to you, just write down. Don't overthink it. I like, just go. I said, You listen, you done took the test, you done studied for the test, you done did everything for the test. Just go on in there. What comes to you, just write it down. So she came out with a thumbs up and she only got three wrong. Right. But why did I tell her that? Because sometimes we're overthinking. We already got the answer, but we're overthinking. But why are we overthinking? Because the adversary tries to get a foothold, right? As Pastor Mel was talking about, right? But he wants a stronghold. So he wants to be in our minds, right? All the time, having us worry, frustrated, paranoid, operating in lust, as we talked about this week. You know, he wants to just get in there, envy and jealousy. You know, that's that passive side because once he goes, he splits the mind into two sides. So that passive side, right, is, is envious and jealous, you know. You know, you got resentment, but don't nobody know. You know what I'm saying? But you, you holding on to something. So you done told yourself without talking to the person, they don't like you. Right? That aggressive person is rebellious. Passive self, you know, kind of plays off of rejection. But the, but the aggressive self is rebellious and hate accusations, accusatory. The aggressive side just start just accusing folk, right? And, and the trip is, it's hard for even the aggressive side to hear any level of correction it's because every level of correction is converted into what? A put down or, you know, or like, but it's not that. It's just correction, right? But, but once the adversary gets into your mind, every time you hear something, like you'll depersonalize you everybody into a rival. When the person don't even, they trying to win their goals. Ain't nobody really trying to play off. I'm better than you. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're not kids. Like, like we're just, we, we all have our individual purpose. So, so I'm, not, I'm not trying to be better than you. I'm trying to be the best me. And I suggest we all do the same. Okay? We got that? All right. So th- those are just our foundational scriptures. But for the sake of time here, let's go to Romans 2 four through six, and we're going to read it as a classic amplifier version. Again, we're talking about breaking the chains of torment, but we kind of went through some foundational scriptures. And today we're going to get into uh, uh, God had the plan. The adversary, remember we said the adversary breaches our lives through trauma or rejection, right? You know, uh, and it creates a void and we want to quench that thirst, right? Like, you know, if, if you, you, you ever been in a relationship, you got hurt, and something in you wants to jump into another relationship? Yes. Yeah. Like, before you even healed, mm-hmm. right? 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 You, you want to, you know, it, even in your life, if you break your ankle, newsflash, you got to heal first. Right. But even when you heal, you just can't go running. You got to rehab to develop strength again. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. When you're hurt, you got to heal first. Right? Once you heal, you got to develop the strength. Why do you need strength? Because you're going to go through correction. Somebody's going to disagree with you in the next relationship. They're not going to like some of the things you do. Not because you're evil, because they've never been bedded. So, they're going to go, are you going to do that today in this world? Right? So, so you could, if you got strength, you'd be like, I'm tripping, ain't I? If you don't have strength, what you trying to say? See, people always put me down. Ain't nobody. Pe- who's all these people? Line them up. Where they at? Well, who's all the people? Two, three, four. See, four is a a lot. Five, six. See, I'm, I'm, why am I counting? Because we've never counted. We just, we just say everybody. It's not everybody. Right? Okay. And most of the time, it's nobody. It's us. It's the adversary in our head convincing us it's a put down. Right? Or we have less value. Right? We good? All right. So, we're supposed to be going to Romans 2. Class is amplified. It says, oh, are you so blind as to trifle with and presume Upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience. Or as uh, Measia was talking about uh, the goodness of God, right? It says, are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind? Look, look. It's a, it's a conjunction there Can, in, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will. So what it's saying is God's goodness is just not for us to uh, take for granted. It's intended to have such an effect on us, it leads us to repent. I ain't doing all right. I got to change what I'm doing. But change what? Change our mind, but also our inner man. Because what happens is there'll be a battle going on, and God sends his goodness to change our mind, right? And, but not just that, to accept his will. So God don't really need no shout-outs. He needs obedience. Because a lot of times we get shout, I love God, I love God. And God's like, show me with show me your obedience. Amen. You know, God is wonderful. Can't nobody tell me I don't love God? Yes, we can. But, What's the fruit? The fruit is the fruit of obedience. Because if you love God, you're obedient. You're not just acknowledging him. Right? Amen. That's not me. God says you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Right? Yeah. So God is not, God said, I don't want to just hear your talk. I want to see your actions. Okay. It says, but by your callous stubbornness. Now that's one of those, that's that other side of that uh, double mind. Right? Stubbornness and impenitence. Of heart, that means I ain't changing. Can't nobody change me. You are storing up wrath and indignation for yourself on the day of wrath and indignation. It says, when God's righteous judgment, just doom will be revealed. For he will render to every man according to to his or her works, justly as his deeds deserve. Okay? That's what the scripture says. So again, we don't have to keep saying, don't judge me. Why you judge me? Nobody's perfect. Listen, we're judging ourselves, our fruit. The Bible says, whatsoever man soweth, that he shall reap. You understand what I'm saying? So what the adversary wants to do is get in your mind and not only get you to do things that are not obedient, but he also wants to get you to justify the disobedience so you can stay there longer, so he can create a stronghold, so you'll live a disobedient life, but uh, but play the victim. That's the other side of the double mind. See, one side is accusatory. Man, don't be judging me. The other side is playing the victim. Hey, man, you know, nobody's perfect. there another, you know, people need to leave me alone, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, you know, I'm pretty much doing okay, but you know, why you picking with me? That. See, that's that other side. Both sides are not leading to obedience. So, 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 hey, listen, listen, and we already talked about this for weeks. It ain't you, right? No one's attacking you. When you say, don't judge me, nobody's judging you. They're judging that spirit, right? Amen. Nobody's correcting you. know what? They're correcting that spirit. And if you get in agreement with the correction, you fall out of agreement with the spirit, and they got to leave. But if you're stubborn, the spirit will stay. That's one of its tools to stay. I need you to be stubborn. Don't, don't let nobody change you, tell you what to do. The other one is playing the victim. See, they're putting you down, right, right, right? But all those keep you in this place of disobedience, yeah. out of God's will. That's right. You understand? We got to, to fall out of agreement with those spirits. We talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago. A few, I don't know, Well, we talked about it. Okay? All right, so Matthew 9, 13. Matthew 9, 13. Because we said something. We said if we operate in love, fear has to leave. Fear has what? Torment. Torment has to leave if we operate in love. See, now, see. I have to operate in love to be obedient. Mm -hmm. Right? I have to operate in love to be obedient. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my my response and my appreciation to what God is doing with me. Mm -hmm. Right? And when I operate in obedience and love... These spirits got to leave because the spirits are operating what? Disobedience. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're enmity against God, right? Is what the scripture says, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So 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 this is why we have to. Uh, so what did I tell you? Matthew 9, 13. I'm just reading the classic Amplified. It's real simple. It says, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. That is readiness to help. Now, now okay. So, so, so what it's saying is. I desire readiness to love, because when you operate in help, you you care. You're not thinking about yourself. But what do the the double-minded spirit want you to do? Think about yourself, right? Either they're attacking me, or I need to attack them before they get me. But it's all about who? Me. So, I'm not ready to help, because I'm busy protecting myself and covering myself, defending myself, right? Remember, I, I used me. I said, I said I got a major injured in a basketball game, right? Like, like, couldn't walk for two weeks. And what I said that day was that will never happen again. And so when I started to play, I told you, I went on the court and guys was like, man, yeah, you know, he always using those elbows. He's being physical. I said, let me explain something to y'all right now. Now, this is why the game is going on. I said, there's one person that's out here that's not going to get hurt and that's me. So if I'm too physical, go play somebody else. Go get, get somebody else to come over here because I'm not changing my game because I'm not getting hurt. Now, the interesting thing about this, because I just thought about this just now, everybody nobody was at this situation where I got injured. So, what was they thinking when I'm making my grandstand? And I'll tell you what, ain't nobody getting hurt. It's like, well, we weren't really trying to hurt you. Uh, is he okay? <laughs> is, he, is something going on in his mind? And nobody asked you to comment. She's like, is he, is he crazy? But they probably was thinking now. I, I just thought about this all these years just now. And they probably was thinking that. But I sure enough was on that court. I'll go to West 4th Street in New York and be like, oh, hey, tell y'all right now, there's one person out here ain't gonna get hurt. So y'all can be as physical as you want, but this brother right here is not gonna get hurt. So what I was saying is, I'm hurting y'all before y'all hurt me. So what now would you think they're thinking? This dude crazy. Man, you go play him. I'm not going nowhere near this guy. So, so all those points I was scoring might not have been because I was good. <laughs> it could have been just because they were scared. <laughs> all right, all right, so so Acts 3.19. Acts 3.19. I'm, 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 I'm walking us into something here. Did I do this right? Yeah, I did this right. Acts 3.19. This says uh, uh, for the second time I'm gonna read it, but you, you got the scripture. It says, Repent ye therefore, because we just talked about repentance, right? Repent ye therefore and be what? No, be converted. See, you. See there you go, jumping out. You ain't even, you keep reading along with the rest of us, right? And it says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be what? Blotted out. And when the, ooh, see, now hold on. This is important here. And when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So, so it's saying some times of refreshing. You just sang the goodness of God. There's some refreshing coming. Now, when you think of refreshing it's, 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 it's something different. Like I'm, I'm, I'm refreshed. I'm renewed. I'm empowered. Like, I, you know, I have new inspiration. Like I feel like doing it. You know, you know like sometimes you get to the point, oh, I'm, I'm done. You know, like you're like, ah, ah, I'm just, oh, I'm just worn out. When refreshing comes, you'll be like, well, I, this is new lease on life. Now you feel like doing it again, right? You feel like you can do it. You feel like when you show up, favor is going to be there, right? Because you're refreshed. Something came on you that removed the burdens and yokes. And now you're not depressed, you're refreshed. Right? You got me? All right. But, but, we had to do something before that, didn't we? We had to repent. Uh So our sins could be blotted out, right? right? So we can't carry around the sins into refreshing, huh? We good? We alright y- 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 y'all want to keep the sins or something? <laughs> Come on, y'all work with the work with the pastor, okay? All right, so so all right, so now, so so when I read this and I've, I've shared this before, um, I, I, this stood out for me. It said, "Repent, so we can breathe." Look, so we can breathe again. Now, it's a, it's a song. I was sharing this in Ohio, but this is a song. <sighs> I was about to see if I wanted him to get my phone. I, I had to give, give you the specifics later because I know y'all be wrong. what song is that? Well, it's called Breathe. So, and I think it's Maverick City. I'm not sure. Huh? Jonathan McReynolds. Are we talking about the same song? How do you know? Because there's another song called Breathe, too. Ah, see, now you don't even know. <laughs> now, I, I don't know. But it talks about you can breathe again. Is that it? Jonathan McReynolds? Yes, that's it. With Jonathan McReynolds, his family working together, teamwork. See, see how he was? He got backup, <laughs> right? But, but it talks about breathing again, right? It's just, it's just, and and I, I was in the gym. Listen, I say, oh, Lord, I can breathe again. I can breathe again. All right, all right so, so that's important too, right? So, so now Acts 2. Let's go to Acts 2, all right? Acts 2. Right, so we realize we don't want to hold on to this double mind, and we realize the adversary tries to send us false compensation when we're going through trauma, when we've been hurt, when we've been rejected, right? It's, so his false conversation is what? Hey, uh, uh, be stubborn, uh, be uh, attacked, hurt people that hurt, you know, you got hurt, go out and hurt other people, right? Or lust or, or pride, all the things we've been talking about. In the last few weekends on uh, the Bible study fellowship, right? And but 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 those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled, right? Mm-hmm. So 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 when we're going through stuff, we don't want to. You, you ever okay? You, oh, you ever been with somebody but not really be with them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was quick. I, I I thought y'all was gonna hold back, right? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, I'ma settle for this because I'm safe. But I'm not really with the person because I'm still like, I, so, so remember when I said, Nobody's gonna hurt me again, and I was aggressive, right? So remember, that's one side of that, that spirit, right? But there's another side, right? Passive. Nobody's gonna hurt me again, so I ain't opening up to nobody. So we may be in a room, but I ain't with you. And so you, you, you have conversations, and if you just say, say right, well, What are you thinking? Nothing. It's so, how you feel? I'm good. But you ain't good. And you do feel something. How did that happen? How did that happen? So you went through a level of trauma. You, you needed some compensation. And the adversary said, hey, what you do is close up. Nobody will ever hurt you again. But guess what? Nobody'll ever help you again either. Right? Because you blocked out from hurt, but you blocked out from help. Okay, all right, you got me. Right. This, that was me, so I, was, I, was, I don't know if it was you, but that's how I was. So I, I tell you what, nobody's hurting me. No, I'm not talking about basketball, I'm talking about life. So I just, hey, I'm close up, nobody's going to hurt me, but nobody could help me. And then I wasn't growing. You know why? Because nothing else was getting in. So at the place where I got hurt is the maturity that I stayed. Because to grow what? I need new information. If you don't know what you don't know, you don't grow. But I can't get the new information. Why? Because I'm under my own protective custody. So I'm not really growing. Now, you wouldn't know that because I acted very good. I articulated very well, but I was articulating nothing. And if you didn't investigate, you'd be like, oh, that dude's smart, man. Talk about nothing because I didn't know nothing. All right, I'm talking about me. Talk, hey, 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 you okay. Don't get sensitive. I Didn't I say me, Gerard? Okay, good. You see, I got a witness. All right, so Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Acts 2, 38, just the next chapter over, right? It says, then Peter said unto them, repent. Look, look. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, right? You, you see that baptized for the remission of sins, all right? It says, but then there's an and, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see that? Baptized, and you, re- you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's look here uh, in Matthew 3, all right? Because we're going to see that we need to replace the compensation package that the adversary has given us, which is torment and the double mind, with a refreshing. All right, so I just want to, just to parallel the scriptures so, so you have an understanding. So Matthew 3.11, it says, uh, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So he's talking about the baptism of the remission of sins that was just talked about Acts 2.38, right? He says, so this is the baptism unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So now he's talking about two different types of baptism here, right? Did, did y'all read that? I gave you a couple of scriptures, right? You saw that? All right, now, now all right, all right, so, so. Yeah because sometimes I can rush. I'm not going to rush. I'm going to take my time. Make, make the case. So Genesis 2.7, right? It's all going to come together. You know how you, you, you watch the movie or you read the book, and the first part of the book will be like, this doesn't make sense. Well, they're just giving you the information and the characters and the breakdown, so when you get to the end of the book, it all makes sense. So I'm just, I'm just laying things down right now, but I'm going to bring it together for us, okay? All right, so Genesis 2.7 and I'm going to read the classic Amplify because I like the way it says it. It says, then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath, of, uh, the, breath the breath or the spirit of life. And man became a living being. Right? Now, remember we said the purpose of repentance is so we can breathe again. So to breathe again, that means you, you was breathing before. But how did we, how was our breathing initiated? God breathed in us and we became what? A living soul or a speaking spirit or a spirit with the ability to speak to God. A spirit with the ability to create with sound. Now we talked about that the other, oh, I don't know. We talked about the other day. Was that was at, um. In Ohio, I'll get it together. All right, so, so to be able to speak with sound, because now this is Genesis 2, 7. In Genesis 1, God displayed all of this. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be a firmament. God said, let's separate the water." So God spoke everything into existence. He spoke sound. And he voice activated things to be created in the world. So then he said, Genesis 1, uh, 26 through 28, said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Well, if the Bible stops at Genesis 28, we only have chapter 1 for a reference of what his image and likeness is that we should be like. And he spoke things into existence. When God saw darkness, he said, let there be light. He spoke it, and there was light. Right? So, so we have the ability to use sound to activate. Now, we know this now because you can speak to your phones and they'll type. Right? You can speak to your lights, they'll come on. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's voice activated. Talked about this before. You have 26 syllables and 40 voice patterns. Right? And so, so all that's engineered into the computers or whatever. It picks up the voice pattern and the syllables coming out of your sound. And it responds. And when it recognizes your voice, it responds in accuracy. Right? But if you keep changing your voice, it will be inaccurate. So, if you're speaking like God, in the voice of God, because you're submerged in God through being buried in Christ. You speak. The Bible says, you by me, and my words are by you. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. The scripture says, if you believe in your heart, if you believe and shall not doubt in your heart, you can have whatsoever what? You say. That's Mark 11:22, 22, 22 to 24. It says what? If you shall not what? Doubt in your heart. Double-minded in your heart. Allow the adversary to get in and create schizophrenia or bipolar. See, so now my speaking won't be the same. See, faith-filled words are faith-filled. They're going to activate some things. But if I, if I, if I allow doubt to breathe in, now my voice is going to change. And what's supposed to respond to manifest is not going to know Am I supposed to manifest? If I'm not, because my voice ain't clear. Just like when you speak to your computer and your voice ain't clear, and it types the wrong words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You have, to, you have to enunciate and be clear all the time. Okay, you got me, right? All right, good, good, good. Just making a case. That was Genesis. Now we'll go to 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 50. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 50. We're still setting a foundation here. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 50. I'm going to read the classic amplified again because it really will help us. All right, give you a minute for some of y'all that's trying to get there. All right, classic amplified, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 50. It says, thus is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, an individual personality, Right? The last Adam, Christ, became a life giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Is it, uh, you know, and that's what we, we, we pretty much just finished reading in Genesis 2 7. It says, But it is not the spiritual life which came first, but the physical. And then the spiritual, just like us. We're born in this world of sin and inequity in the physical, where we, uh, the scripture tells us in Genesis 3 you must be born again. Spiritual. So all these things people are fighting through, identities and, 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 and how they want to live their life. And I feel this way and I feel that way. I, I, feel, I, I look like a boy, I feel like I'm a girl. I look like I'm a girl, I feel like I'm a boy. Uh, uh, I'm not supposed to like animals, but I like animals. Whatever people are saying they like. You know, I'm not supposed to be watching all this porn, but I like it. I'm not supposed to smoke, but I like it. All these things are of that nature that we were born into. And Jesus said, marvel not, I say unto you, you must be born again, right? So, because we were born physically, we have to be born spiritually, right? Okay, you got me here, all right? All right? Didn't put nobody down, just gave you what, the, what God's plan is, okay? Uh, so, but it's not the spiritual life which came first, but the, but the physical and then the spiritual. The first man was from out of the earth, made of dust, earthly-minded, Right? The second man is the Lord from out of heaven, obviously, spiritually minded. Scripture says, to be carnally minded, a fleshly minded, or earthly minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 8, right? Right? Romans 8, 5 through 8, okay? All right, so I know I'm just weaving in a few scriptures, but I just, I like to justify with the word. It says, it says now those who are made of the dust are like him who first, who was first made of the dust, earthly minded and as is the man from heaven so also are those who are of heaven heavenly minded those that are born again right because the bible tells us to lay hold on eternal life right to be heavenly minded right it says and just as we have borne the image of the man of the dust so we and so uh, so shall we and so let us also bear the image of the man of heaven right But I tell you this, brethren, flesh and blood, look, 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 I didn't make this up. This is what the scripture says. It says, flesh and blood cannot become partakers of eternal salvation and inherit or share in the kingdom of God. Nor does the perishable, that which is decaying, inherit or share in the imperishable, the immortal. So that's why we have to be born again, because then we can't inherit the things of God. No, no, not not lip service, not acting, not playing a religious act, or going through religious rituals, or making sure we keep up with all the religious religiosity things. That's not what it said. It says we gotta go from mortal to immortal. We gotta we were submerged in in, in, in water. That's what John chapter three says. And you're birthed into the earth realm. It says, what, it says they to be born of water and of the spirit. So that means you got to be submerged in the spirit and birthed into the spirit realm. You got to be a spirit being. These, these, these demons are attacking in the spirit realm. If you're in the natural realm, you don't even see them coming. They're just walking up in your house. Taking over. Right? Because we're not picking up. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that? What's that spirit in here? Wrong house. Like I saw you got like when you when you know, when you re- listen. You ever see somebody try to sneak up, or like you know, or it could be like a little dog try to sneak in your yard, and then you recognize the dog, and then they start running. No, you ain't even have to. You only have to open your mouth. This is what happens. These spirits are showing up when they're recognized. Remember, in the temple, they just thought because they they, they full of fears. They were paranoid. Well, 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 master, if it's our time. If it's our time. What? Well, you expose yourself. Why? Because those spirits recognize when someone is submerged in the spirit. That's why they said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Because they recognized that the sons of Sceva had never been in the spirit realm because they weren't born again. Okay, all right, so I just weave that in there, sons of Sceva. So when you hear stuff and you're like, what is he talking about? Write it down. That's, that's your study throughout the week. He said something about the sons of Sceva. Let me look that up. He said you must be born again. Look that up. Now that's John chapter 3, 3 through 6. So you have to look it up. I'll give you the scripture. Right, right. But when you that's that's how you that's how you study. You read throughout the week, but you study when you you, you take notes on stuff. you like, what is that? And go go and find out. That's the Lord leading you to a, a place where He wants you to discover something, okay? All right, just do that in extra. Now, now when we talk about this living soul, when we talked about a speaking spirit, so the ability Uh, To speak in the spirit to God, the ability to speak in the spirit to God, the ability to create with sound of our voice, the ability to respond to the voice of God with life. So when, when I hear the voice of God and I'm and I'm filled with the Spirit of God, I'm gonna respond with life. See, because the voice of God communicates to me, He imparts things into me. I get an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. And what I do is I speak it in the atmosphere. So now it has to manifest in the earth realm. So now it could be on earth as it is in heaven. It's coming down from earth, but God gave us the authority in the earth realm. So God can't come and force Himself in the earth realm. Now, I understand why didn't God do that? Because it's our job. All creation is waiting for the manifestation of, of the sons of God. Right? Romans 8:19. Groaning and travailing for us to get in our rightful place because we're supposed to speak, create. And manifest not amplify the obvious see that's the culture now the culture is a complaining culture amplifying the obvious looking for something to complain but that's not the culture that's the spirit that we expose ourselves to see because if we're walking in the spirit we're not gonna react and complain we're gonna speak and create We're not going to speak what we see. We're going to speak what we desire. Remember, God saw darkness and what? Let there be light. Right? So we're going to operate differently because we see beyond what's trying to intimidate us. We see the impossible. Right? And we're speaking stuff that's impossible to man. With man it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. So once he tells me, I speak it. But I don't. I don't cower based on circumstances. Take a spiritual bribe based on this world and miss out on the, the spiritual diet that can get me out of this mess. All right, you got me? All right, good, good, good. Y'all, 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 y'all stand with me, right? All right, so we talked about this living soul and this speaking spirit. Um, so, so the scripture says, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So that means there's things happening in the in the supernatural or in the spirit realm, impacting the natural realm. Because the scripture says in Hebrews 11, it says things that are, are seen was created by th- things that are invisible or unseen. So the unseen is real, more realer. I know that's probably not a word. <laughs> the English people will be like, come on, pastor, do better than that. All right. so, so it's more authentic. How about that? Is that better? Okay, all right. So, all right. so more, more authentic than what we see. Because what we see is subject to change. It's temporary. The scripture says don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal. Subject to change. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. Everlasting, 2 Corinthians 4.18, right? Y'all still with me, right? Y'all still with me? We making a case. We, we putting all this together, right? Right? So, so, we, so, we won't be like the other nine. We'll be thankful, Amen. right? Yes. You know, and we can get freedom on this road, right? All right, good, good, good. All right, so I figured I'd just give a shout-out to the brothers that taught the weeks before. All right, so John chapter, two, chapter 20. I'm going to read 21 and 22 from the classic Amplify, right? John chapter 20, 21 and 22. All right, I might have to speed up a little bit because of time. and I want, You know, I told you I would explain all this information I'm giving you. All right, so it says, then Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. Now, Jesus is showing up on the scene. Jesus got a lot of things he could talk about, right? You know, I mean, you know, you resurrected. You, 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 you got a small amount of time before you, you, you're gone, period. So you think Jesus is going to talk about who won the game? No. <laughs> you know, uh, what's that show, uh? Mar- no, uh, ninety days. Ninety-eight, fiance. You think he talking about ninety-eight, fiance? No. Well, the housewives of Jerusalem. That's what Jesus is gonna be talking about. No, right. So, 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 so he has this small amount of time, small window. And look at this. Look at this. Jesus said unto this, he said unto them again, peace be to you. So he spoke peace unto them. That was important. He says, just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. So he says, now it's your turn, right? He says, and having said this, look, look, now after he finished talking, having said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive the Holy Spirit. Now he ain't got much to do. Peace, I'm sending you to do what I was doing. To help you to do it, he breathed the Holy Spirit on. Remember, repent so you can breathe again. Okay, all right, you got me. Yeah. Remember, in the beginning, God breathed on Adam. Okay, all right. So, I want to make the case today, and I'm going to explain it, that we've, to break these chains of torment, we're going to need power, right? Our power comes from baptism. Mm-hmm. Now, the word baptism means submergence. Remember he said, hey, if you're John chapter 3, you're born of water. What is born of water? What what to All y'all don't have babies. You're on the third one right now. The water, y'all be waiting on the water to break, right? Mm -hmm. So that means if you're waiting on the water to break, what's what's happening? The baby's submerged in what? Water, Water, right? Mm -hmm. When the water breaks, what? They're birthed into what? The earth, right? Mm -hmm. So if it says you must be born of water, Cause when he explained born again, he said born of water and of the Spirit. That means we got to be submerged in the Spirit. They were baptized in water. Mm-hmm. Now baptized in the Spirit. You got that? Remember he said, "Hey, hey, I baptized you with the baptism of repentance in water, right?" right. So, so I say all the parallels. He says, "But the one that's coming, he's gonna baptize you with fire, mm-hmm. right? That's right?" Okay, you got me. Submerge you, right? Mm-hmm. So our power. I'm making the case comes from baptism. Okay. All right. And he breathed on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He breathed on them, Right. Right. <laughs> all, right. all right. So the Mark chapter, all right. so, so just three baptisms. We talk about this in our baptism class, which you, you, uh, we about to, uh, that's going to be in the sanctuary. Yes. Where's is it? Is, is it going to start in the sanctuary or start next door? It's going to start next door. It's start next door. So, our found, so we have foundational classes. That's the first, uh, <laughs> that's the first um, leg of discipleship. Then you got survival kit. That's the second leg. And then you got, shout out to sister in the back, you know what I'm saying? Right? Survival kit, because you're doing survival kit now, right? Amen. Yeah, okay. Right. And then the next leg is master life, right? Which is the four books, and you know, Pastor Mel's doing uh, uh, the victory, disciples victory, right? All right, so... But in the foundational classes, our first class is living faith for a reason. Obviously, the Bible says just to live by faith. (laughs) Uh, But everything we do, we have to attach our faith to. I don't care if it's communion, baptism. Otherwise, you're just getting wet, and otherwise, you're just throwing away your money. You're attaching your faith, right, to everything we do in the kingdom, right? Salvation. You attach your faith because I'm sure you don't want to get on the cross like Jesus did. So you're attaching your faith to his death, burial, and resurrection. You got me, right? That's the first class. Second class is the new birth, right? It's the new birth. You You know, So because we just talked about being born again, right? It's the new birth. Third class is understanding baptism. And there's three baptisms. There's baptism into the body of Christ. There's water baptism. And there's baptism into the Holy Spirit, right? Or baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? You got me? All right, so so baptism in the body of Christ. Let's, let's, let's look here. Do I have time? I right, so, so I'm going to get more detailed into this next week, but I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you so you have it, but I'm going to be going fast, okay? All right, but I'm going to give it to you. So, so Mark, Mark chapter 1, because I can't tell you stuff. Baptism in the body of Christ, you just making this stuff up because you got three baptisms that sound good. No, 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 no. Every chapter and verse around here. So Mark chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, I told you I'm going to go a little fast. It says, John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, right? It says, and there went out unto him all the land of Judea, uh, they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins, Right? So, that, that, that's the part where they're baptizing the body. Was well, it isn't necessary to baptize the body. All right, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 12. Be some of y'all voices, okay? Help you out. All right, 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13. It says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. There it is, baptized into the body of Christ. Whether it be uh, Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink of one spirit. Now, I'll give you one more scripture, Galatians 3.27. told you I'd be going a little fast, so stay with me. And the good thing is this is all on video. All right, so Galatians three. 27. It says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, there you go, have put on Christ, submerged in Christ. I just wanted to give you the scriptures, baptized into the body of Christ, so you wouldn't think Pastor Keith is just making stuff up. You probably weren't thinking that anyway, but I said that. All right. All right, so now, so this first level of baptism is remission of sins. This is when you give your life to the Lord. So this is when we, when we go through baptism, we explain baptism, and we explain back in the day they, they had, uh, you would come to the priest at the brazen altar, and you would bring your sacrifice. They would kill the sacrifice. It would create a stench of death, right? Then the priest would go over to the brazen basin and wash himself with water, cleanse off that stench, Then he will go into the holies of holies and intercede for you. Well, what we do in our life now, we present ourselves as a living sacrifice, right? We give ourselves to God. We repent from our sins. We give ourselves to God. That's what happens at salvation. Something takes place, an indwelling of the spirit. The spirit comes in and regenerates our spirit. That's Titus 3, 5 through 7 for the second time, I'm not going to go there, but he comes in and he regenerates. He makes alive. He quickens because the wages of sin is death, right? It starts out as a spiritual death. If you live in it long enough, it's going to manifest in the, in the natural death too, right? So he comes in, quickens us, makes us alive. So that's the, that's the first level, right? Then we go through water baptism. Old man gets buried, new man dies. But then after that, baptism of the Holy Spirit, which some people skip because they can't control it, All right? They don't want, see, see, to submerge, you got to let go. <laughs> you you got to let go. You got to lose yourself into what you're submerging yourself into. You see that? So that's very hard, right? Because a lot of us don't want to, yeah, like when you get to a point it look like something's taken over you, what, what happens? You try to grab control, you panic, right? Right? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm not gonna just let it take control of me. Or you, or you justify, uh, <laughs> Holy Spirit stuff, man. Hey, listen, I know who I am. But we reading through the Scriptures. okay? All right. I'm just, I'm just letting you, I'm, I'm gonna give you the scriptures. Now you can go and decide after you get the scriptures, okay? All right. So we talked about baptism. I, oh, I'm sorry. So what happens during this, this, uh, th- this first level? the first level, the indwelling of the Spirit, we experience what's called the leper's anointing. And so, so that means the anointing is the burden removing, stroke, yoke-destroying power of God. So when the Holy Spirit comes on us, he brings a power, and it removes burdens and yokes. The reason why it's called the leper's anointing because the leper's was what? They were outside of the camp. Right? So when you come into the camp, and that anointing comes on you, which, which will... I have like a, all this information in my head and I'm trying to give it to you so you can understand. but not trying to overwhelm you, but I got to explain, okay? So, so they did anointings back then. And when they, when they anointed, even with the priests and stuff like that, they anointed the, uh, the ear, the thumb, and the toe, right? The ear, right? The thumb and the toe. All right. Now I'm going to explain that. I'm going to explain that um, in a second. Just got see the during this this particular anointing, this is this was parallel to back in the day the ear anointing, right? Because you're anointing what to hear, right? See, because why why wasn't we living out what God wants us to do? Because we couldn't hear. Faith comes by hearing. hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So the more I can hear, and more, more it's real to me, more revelation I get, then I'm gonna act out of it because it's real. So they anointed the ear so a person can hear. So when we go through the lepers anointing, we hear different. Right? But 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 we're still we're still at the altar now. We 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 you know we haven't progressed. We still we, we ain't disciples yet. We're just at the initial stage, right? Right? This this is this is the power of the blood stage. This is when you experience the power of the blood of Jesus, right? Because you're presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, okay? Now, now the, the, the next baptism, of course, is baptism in water. And this is when I told you it speaks to the brazen altar, brazen, the brazen basin, brazen labor basin, whichever one to call it, where they wash themselves, right? Uh, wash themselves of what? The defilement of sin. So the residue, you know how you give your life to the Lord, but, you know, temptation still be calling Right? Yeah. But you figure once I gave you, but I've accepted Jesus. I accepted him. Right. Mental ascent. But we got to start some burying. We got to start, uh, you, you know, we, we, <laughs> we, we, we got to get dunked. You ever try to clean something and you, you, you know, okay, I'm older. So they had the little uh, wash basin and they would tell me to go clean stuff. So you put it down in the water, wash it, come up, it's still dirty. And you, you know, you feel like you got to keep you're bringing that thing. But sometimes we, we got to, you know, <laughs> we, we, you ain't getting submerged if you just put your, your toes in or your knees in or your hips in. No, no, you going in. Right? Everybody around here get baptized. There's no sprinkling going on around here. You get submerged. <laughs> right? Sometimes we keep you down there longer. I'm playing. We don't do that. We don't do that. I just I'm joking. We don't we don't do that. That wouldn't be cool. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, nah, nah, you ain't getting up. <laughs> it ain't take yet. Stay down there. Breathe. Right. So anyway. Alright, sorry about that, y'all. Just playing. All right, so so this is uh uh uh, it, 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 it removes the defilement and the habit. So when we go to this level, the habit. So this is what we experience, the priestly anointing. I didn't say everybody was, was pastors, teachers, and ministers. But this, that second level of the baptism is when you experience the priestly anointing. The priestly anointing is when they anointed the thumb. The thumb represents service. So this is when we go from just salvation to service. Like we're serving in the kingdom because now we have the priestly anointing. It's, see, I hear different at the first stage. So now like the stuff I was fighting, I don't believe that. I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that before at the first stage. Second stage, no one has to force you to serve. You have, you got the priestly anointing, you, you're looking for opportunities to serve, Amen. right? Yes, yeah, you see, some people skip this stage because they want the other stage. They want the, the, the third anointing, that's the kingly anointing. But they skip the priestly stage. All right, okay, stay with me, stay with me. All right? So, so this stage is where you're anointed for service, service, and ministry. So that's why the Bible says you're on the tutors and governors to the point of time of the Father. Because you got to go through the leper stage, the priestly stage, before you get the kingly stage, which is what everybody wants, right? Right? So so, <laughs> so this is this is when we establish our communion with God, when we're abiding in the body of Christ. If you're by me, my words abiding you. You can ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Right? Is said John 15? Right? John 15, 7. Right? This is where you establish fellowship with the Holy Holy Spirit. This is where you're fitly joined into the body of Christ. Do you we're not here for ourselves? We have a piece in the body, Amen. so why would God give us the kingly anointing, which is whatever I want? I'm about to explain it in a second. Just I'm gonna give you a small piece. It's whatever I want. Why would what like? Why would He send you what you want when you're not connected to the body and you're not serving in the body? You don't have communion with God. You don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You only have fellowship with believers. The other pieces that are supposed to assist you. And they're doing what you're supposed to do. Like, why, why would, it wouldn't even make sense. Because he would be endorsing you outside of the body, not because you're evil, but you're going to be open to the spirit. So, you're going to be bringing spirits into the kingly anointing. That's Saul. Saul comes and becomes a king and allows evil to come in. He's trying to kill David. He's trying to take over the priest's job because he don't know what it means to be a priest. He got got blessed one time, was anointed, was prophesied with the priest, so he believed because he was prophesying, he was approved as a priest. See, I slipped that in there. You think anybody caught that one back? Because the Lord used him one time to prophesy. He believed he could just take over the priesthood. Oh, yeah, you know, because, you know, I'm a prophet. Nobody told you he was a prophet. God, you, God that was God speaking. Right? Then when, when, when the priest didn't show up, he decided, bring me to ephod. I'll offer up, you know, because, you know, I, I, back in the day, you know, Lord, Lord, use me. So bring me to ephod. That's when he lost his mind. That's when he became schizophrenic. Hey, I, I saw it, schizophrenic. Why you keep saying it? He's a schizophrenic. He wasn't. He tried to kill David with a javelin. Then he trying to, you know, you are a man and I'm not. You're a better man of God than me. Then he tried to kill him again. Then, see, he allowed the spirits in. Scripture says an evil spirit came in him. So now he's double-minded because mm-hmm. he skipped some stages. Ooh. Why did he skip stages? <laughs> Look, why did he skip stages? Help me out. Hey, hey. We, we're going to stay, I, just ta- I told you this, early, this stuff earlier. He skipped stages because the goodness of God is supposed to lead to repentance, not overconfidence. So, so, sometimes the folk be rolling in the goodness of God, you know, you blessed job, you rolling, got resource, stuff like that. That's supposed to lead to repentance, yeah. not overconfidence. The most overconfident people think they good because of what they got or what they're doing. No, it should lead to repentance. You see what I'm saying? That, he got overconfident. Okay, all right, sorry. Amen. Sorry, got a little loud there. We Tone it down a little bit. And when people think you're yelling at him, people are lying. Yeah. Boy, he's pretty aggressive. All right, so. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about the, the, the priestly anointing, which is a benefit, if you open yourself up to sin, it could be lifted. It's not permanent. See, again, people start w- walking in a little level of anointing. Seems like everything you touch is rolling. Get overconfident. Open yourself up to sin. That anointing is lifted. All right. So, so but, but you don't want that anointing lifted because what do, you, what do you really want? You want the kingly anointing, right? If you don't know you want it, you're about to find out in a second. You do want it, right? All right. So, <laughs> So, 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 so the next one, because remember we talked about uh, baptism into the body. That connects to the leper's anointing and things of that nature. We talked about water baptism. That connects to the priestly anointing. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. That connects to the kingly anointing. See, this is the anointing to enter into the holies of holies, to access a source of power and authority. See, now I'm walking in power and authority. Uh, you know, David said what? My cup runneth over. His cut running over because he had crossed over into the kingly anointing, right, right. And now, this is, so now, so, so so this is when they anointed the toe. Remember, now in the first one they anointed the ear so you could hear better, anointed the thumb so you could serve better. Now anointed the toe so you can move into affecting the the body and the kingdom, right? So you, well look, anointed the toe so you can walk out obedience. In a kingly anointing, a person lives in obedience. Like disobedience ain't even an option. So a lot of times we want that, but but disobedience is an option still in our life. So so don't don't, don't get mad about leadership. They're not the holdup. You can't cross over to that level and, and disobedience, rebellion, and tripping is an option. Hey, that's not putting nobody down. Because guess what? We can repent. We could change our minds and our inner man to receive the will of God. We we read that earlier, right? I, th- I didn't make that up. That's scripture, right? right so this kingly anointing is, is powerful. That's the outpouring. Remember they, they they was all uh they they it says you shall you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit will come upon you you be a witness unto me, unto Judea Samaria and the other most parts of the world. That's that level of priestly servant. But then it, it, it's they all got together because the body's supposed to come together. See, because I hear different now. So now I hear what you hear. There's no misunderstanding now. We're on the same page because we both have been anointed to hear, right? Okay, but then now I serve different. So now we're rolling together. Now I'm not jockeying for your position. You know, we're rolling together. Like I'm making you look good too. I'm going to assist you in what you do, you're doing. So now we're flowing together. You see, you see something flowing different. So now we get together. We're all, we all got the leper's anointing and the priestly anointing. It creates a power and that kingly anointing outpours on us like the day of Pentecost. Amen. Mm-hmm. It says they was all on one accord and had one speech because they was hearing the same thing. Amen. Right. They all had a mindset to, we want to serve in the kingdom. Nobody was double-minded thinking about protecting themselves, covering themselves, or attacking anybody that looked like they was doing more than them. Nobody was thinking like that because those spirits was gone, removed. Nobody was lusting to feed themselves as opposed to loving to help everybody else get fed. You see see the difference? Power fell that day, Acts chapter 2, all right? Okay, all right, so I know I got to go. About a couple of minutes over time. Now I'm probably right on it. to Be honest. Um, so, so it says. Uh, so it's, it's so the kingdom ordinance for outpouring. It's the ability to impart. See, so now when you're, you're so you you're walking in power, you can impart. You you can you can speak things into people's lives. See, Jesus breathed His Spirit on them after He went through. Completing his service of obedience. He came and showed up in all power and breathed that power on him. Right? You can transfer things. Right? You can transfer things. You know, Timothy operating the same spirit as Paul. You can impact the physical as well as the spiritual realms at the same time. In the King Leonore. See, whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound to heaven. Whatsoever you loosen on earth shall be loose in heaven. Mm-hmm. When you start to operate in the kingly anointing. And see, the scripture says, be filled with all the fullness of God. That's where you're in the kingly anointing, right? That's when the, see, see, so now in the scripture, uh, Matthew 3, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we're going to end with Acts chapter 19, three and four. But. Matthew 3, I just want to read that one more time, because it, it went from the leper's anointing right to he's going to baptize you to kingly anointing. But what you realize today is the piece that we have to operate is in the priestly anointing. Amen. So we, got, we, got to, we, we can't skip service. You're in the tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father. You're faithful in the least, God. We talked about that in what? Uh, what was he talking about? The rewards of faithfulness, right? Yeah, we talked about the rewards of faithfulness. See how they, everything lines up? All right, so uh, Matthew 3, 11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So that's that first one, right? So he that coming after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So he's saying is, <coughs> You're, gonna, you, you're not just going to experience this indwelling that I'm baptizing you with. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit with an infilling and with fire beings uh, and an outpouring, right? We talk about all this in, in the uh, how to uh, understanding the Holy Spirit class in the foundational class, but I, I wanted us to get this because when we we get worry and well doing, we cheat ourselves. You know, not because we're evil. It's the spirits. The spirits does not doesn't want you to walk in power because they won't handle you. Now let's go to Acts 19 and then we'll leave. Okay, Acts 19. Then we'll finish what I'm talking about. Obviously, we're probably not leaving exactly right away. Now, again, we we talked about these different. Holy Spirit, and people said, well, you know, you know, I've been filled with the Spirit, and, you know, I just taught to people in, in, in certain Baptist churches, like, well, I, I'm filled with the Spirit, I don't need no other feeling. But look at this, now, we know the disciples were ro- rolling with him, and some of them had received uh, baptism, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's look here at, we'll start at verse 1, Acts 19, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. So these people are already disciples. They're not even just saved. They're disciples, right? He says, So that means they're followers and, and they're, they're kind of operating some level of discipline. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not much of heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? So, 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 what baptism did you experience? And they said, under John's baptism. Baptism. Then said Paul, John barely baptized, baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, that they should they should believe on him which should come after him, that is Christ Jesus. When they heard this, look, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. It says, and all men were about twelve. So, look, he even said, okay, wait, wait, did, did you get it all? <laughs> yeah, I know you, you got something, but did you get it all? All right? This is the, the scripture. And, and this is what he's saying to us. Are we getting it all? Are we getting just the part that we think we can control? Are we submerging ourselves in all of what God has for us? See, see, uh, we were talking about those pigs when Jesus cast the demons into the pigs and they went into the water and drowned. Are you drowning the pigs, the, the spirit pigs that's in your life by you being submerged in the Holy Ghost? Are you suffocating these spirits that's just trying to hang out in your life? See, so, so you must be born again. We must submerge ourselves in these, these different levels. Our baptism, our power comes from baptism. So we got to go deeper. We got to go deeper to suffocate. Like one thing I learned about eagles uh, the eagles would be flying and little sparrows would be, because eagles, you know, just like planes or driving your car, bugs start to attach itself to the eagle's wings. So the little, little birds f- jump on top of the eagle's wings and start picking at the the bugs, or I guess their food. So imagine you flying and birds picking at you. So the eel don't complain, don't trip. He just takes it to another level. He goes to a, a level of airspace where the little birds suffocate. They can't breathe up there. So he submerges themselves in an atmosphere that's beyond their ability to keep up. This is what we got to do. We can't stay where we are and think these, these attacks that's been trying to torment our mind, these spirits, are just going to leave. Why? Why would they leave? They're working. Like, like, like why would a spirit leave when we're confessing it? We're saying it's mine you know, we had somebody coming to counsel, and they were constantly saying, you know, what, what was it? Uh, my postpartum. Like, there was only, like, my. And, and it was everything in their entire life of that family, they played off of the postpartum. I, was, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you don't have to live in this. Like, are we, no, 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 no. We got to change that whole flow. But sometimes it shows where our belief is. We believe more of the circumstances and the symptoms or what somebody tells you about the symptoms than what God says. Remember that woman had, she was tormented for 38 years. Spent all she had to the experts in the earth realm. And it said, she, she, she spent everything and grew worse yeah. until power showed up. And she got here. That is not a fantasy. That is not a fairy tale. That is the truth. That we operate. It is for us to start to operate it. Okay, stand on your feet. That's all.